I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. There are going to be bodies strewn all over the floor tonight. (laughs) See, we have 13 family members coming for Christmas and only two beds and three couches. That's really okay, because I don't think there's going to be a lot of sleeping going on anyway. Some of us hadn't seen each other since last Christmas, and we sometimes get a little bit rowdy. Now, I'm hoping that you will accept this podcast as a small Christmas present. At least those of you who like the personal audio CDs. Because as I promised in last week's blog, I'm going to include this year's top five stories as determined by the counter that keeps track of the downloads at CD Baby. And I'll give you a little background for each one. It's a fascinating thing to me because a lot of you know I was on the air for an awful long time. And you try to do some research when you're on the air. You pay attention to the people who call with requests. You you read your mail and everything. But you never get quite as accurate uh, an explanation of, of exactly what people like or don't like, for that matter, as you can on a podcast thing like this. Because when people download a story from one of the personal audio CDs, it's counted. <laughs> you know, it's just... It's not an estimate. There it is. And I must admit that one of the choices that you made for the the top five of the downloads from the personal audio CDs, one of those choices really kind of surprised me because I worked hard to write the stories that are involved in the personal audio CDs, most of them, all except one. One of them just kind of came out. It was like I couldn't stop it. It just, in fact, I tried to stop it, but it just it just happened one night. We'll get to that. But the number five most downloaded of the stories from the personal audio CDs, according to CD Baby's counter, is from the Bedtime Stories CD, and it's called Nothing Happened. And this one really happened. <laughs> Nothing happened, really happened. It was a long time ago. It was in a little coffee shop. As a matter of fact, it was on the evening that my lady wonder wench had an instant reaction that that let me know that she might really want to be more than just a friend. Nothing happened. Right in the middle of loving you. Just a small nothing. Small change. A quick time out. A flash of pumpkin where we left Cinderella's carriage. For just an instant, there was a speck of dust left floating in the air where you were. Nothing much. Nothing like calling you by somebody else's name or forgetting the second line of a poem that you're supposed to recite in the third grade. It was just a clue, not the end of the mystery. I used to be afraid of a lot of nothings, even little ones like that. One of the toughest things that you're taught while you're growing up was always be tough. Act as if nothing hurts. Remember when you were a little kid and you got so happy that you'd spin around till you got dizzy and you were convinced that God was so pleased with you that when you fell down and laughed, he would spin the world the other way a few turns for you, just for you, so he could hear you laugh again. 
but nobody else noticed. Nobody else cared. Actually, nobody else believed in God enough to think that he would really turn the world the other way just for you. That nobody else became the guy who made the rules. Don't be guilty of enjoying yourself too much. The winner is the guy who dies with the biggest collection of toys. Love is perfect, or it isn't love. All those rules. That could have been the same nobody else who noticed the first time I touched you. But I think it was the other way around. The first time I touched you was the first time I started noticing nobody else. It was nothing much the first time I touched you. It was a long time, a divorce, and some now grown-up children ago, in an all-night diner, with red formica tabletops, old soda fountain handles behind the counter, and a fresh vat of very black coffee. The sleet outside was scratching at the window, mirroring the buzzing red neon sign. It was time for middle-of-the-night jokes, tired giggles, and a last cup of coffee together before driving separate roads to places called home. Nothing new for us. Did I catch you watching me? Or did you catch me first? I don't remember. It was just an instant. It was a long time ago. But I do remember clearly that suddenly nobody else was everywhere. It was an instant full of elbows and feet. Like when you meet someone walking down the street and you both step the same way to get past and you keep bumping into each other. My hand tried to touch you, but my arm wouldn't move. Yours did. You touched my fingertips without letting go of my eyes. And then without a word, with a look on your face as if you'd just been shot, the back of your hand lifted slowly to your lips. And for an instant, we couldn't even breathe. I was very used to nothing in my life. You get so used to sleet scratching at a window that you don't even hear it. But suddenly your eyes changed from June blue skies to midsummer thunderstorms, and without a warning, lightning was blazing in the ice. Time froze, and bridges burned behind us. We were two wrong people, two people with nothing in common, two people with everything to lose, two grown-up kids who still believe that sometimes God does turn the world the other way just to hear a human laugh, living our lives as if we have nothing to lose. You know, I really didn't expect it. And after all of this time, it's still kind of hard to believe it. That's Nothing Happened from the Bedtime Stories CD. It's the fifth most downloaded story this year. Number four is also from the Bedtime Stories CD. It was actually written long before Nothing Happened. I didn't have very much money, and there was an endless list of problems going on in my life. And I was just thinking, what did I have to offer to a very beautiful woman? And this is what I came up with. It's called Got a Minute. Got a minute? That's all I need. Minutes go blowing around in your life like dust particles from an open window in a fast car. And I need just one of yours. Got a minute? 
all I need is the time that you'd save if you skip putting on makeup. Long enough for a laugh and a cup of coffee. Or if I'm lucky, just long enough to watch Dawn come jumping out of the Atlantic like a giant golden fish. I'd gladly swap anybody's forever for just a minute with you. Because you can give me all of yourself for just a minute if you want to. You have a minute to spare. But spreading yourself over all of forever is spreading yourself pretty thin. You never own your forever until you've lived all of your tomorrows. Forever costs you your life. It's a monument to buried dreams, a mountain of guilt and sin. Forever is instant never, as in forever and ever. Amen. I don't need a mountain, just a small little part of you. I'd be happy to watch you lick an ice cream cone slowly and tell me that you're thinking of me. Let me pass the proper eyes and the jokes, past the jangling bracelets and clicking rings, and past manners and modesty, all the way inside you. Give me just a minute to light the small hot candles at your nerve tips, and another to warm in the light spreading on your face. A minute is time enough to strip truths and nerves naked with breath and fingers. Inhale the body sounds and I love yous that we make as they make your head spin. Let me enter the pictures that swim unfocused in your eyes. Fill your skin with your smiling flesh splitting slow slide around me. Forget forever. Just give me this minute and we'll have hours to care and to share while my love dissolves inside you. Forget forever. It's the most famous of the famous last words, the most bitter one that I've ever had to eat. Mothers and songs teach that without forever you're just being used. But there's something much worse. It's much worse to find something important that goes to waste because you're not being used at all. If you hold your breath until you're near fancy French perfume or roses, you'll miss the scent of pizza and fish and the dark furry musk of making love. So breathe deep the quick passing scents of our lives. Our whole life makes them the sun and the rain and hot macadam and cool dawn grass and stew and sweat and wine and candle wax and vanilla and whipped egg white, baking bread, fresh brewed coffee. Come with me. Though I only have a minute and a story or two, come with me Oh, I have only a terrible wanting for you. I can't give you forever. But if you'll take what I have, 
I have little enough that I really can give you all that I am. Even if you've only got a minute. That's the fourth most downloaded story from the personal audio CDs this year. It's called Got a Minute. It's from the Bedtime Stories CD. Number three is another story from the Bedtime Stories CD. It was written at one of the loneliest times in my life. I was working at a station in New York, and my lady Wonderwinch was living in Boston. And for some decidedly unchristmassy reasons, I was never supposed to contact her again. But I was on the air one night, and this is the story that I was telling you about. The words to this just kind of came tumbling out like I couldn't stop them. The story is just called, I Miss You. Sometimes it seems like it was only yesterday that you come to some absolutely, positively right conclusion that situation is not going to work. You may as well get out while the getting out is good. And sometimes in the middle of a night, you just sit there and you keep listening for a smile. As in the middle of the night, there's no light. There's no light outside. And there's no light inside. So you can't see a smile or Maybe if you listen closely enough, you can hear it. <laughs> Almost seems like a silly concept, but if you've been through it, if you've been through it too, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I miss you. I miss lying on newly green May warm grass with you and licking strawberry ice cream from our fingers because we forgot to bring spoons. I miss you waking up afraid in thunderstorms. Your smile under closed eyes when your hand sneaks into mine. I miss the natural scent of you between clean sheets and finding strands of your hair curled into question marks on my sleeve as if you were still there asking, do you love me? I miss the little things that you could do for yourself, opening jars and killing spiders for you. I miss the clenching and caressing of making love with you. The way you smile when we read poetry together. There was a time when you made me feel that you Breathe, because I wanted you to. There was a time I believed in yesterday. But I miss you too much for that. Because yesterday never comes again. That's called I Miss You. It's from the Bedtime Stories CD, and it's the third most downloaded story this year. By the way, it turns out that My Lady Wonder Wench was listening that night. It was a long distance. She was 
up in Boston and I was in New York, but it's a very powerful radio station and she could hear it at night and she was listening. That was a tough time. I Miss You is the third most downloaded story this year from the personal audio CDs, as, as reported by the CD Baby Counter. The second most downloaded story this year, this one really makes me scratch my head. It's from the Love Comes When You Least Expect It CD. And the reason that this surprised me so much is that Love Comes When You Least Expect It is a story CD. I mean, it's one story. It's not a lot of unconnected stories like the other CDs. I have to admit, it was really tough writing this story. Because although it's not absolutely autobiographical, it cuts pretty close to home. It's about what happened when I slipped one night and fell in love. I wasn't supposed to. It's called Beauty and the Beast. Until tonight, I thought trust and truth went together like mom and apple pie or beauty and the beast. But tonight, your beast touched another woman, my love. We really are like beauty and the beast. You are so lovely. I've never lied to you before. But how can I tell you? How can I trade your trust for this truth? I won't have to tell you. You'll know. You'll hear it in my voice first. Then you'll see it in my eyes. That's the way it always has been when something goes wrong. I know what beauty loves about this beast. It's the absolute concentration on our love. I used to watch you so carefully in the moonlight that the night turned purple around you. Your sleeping face became so beautiful, so supple. You lit every cell in your body with the warm golden light that you feel inside. You always slept so close to innocence, especially after we made love. Most nights your skin has a scent of yellow and blue wildflowers mixed with smoke from a hardwood fire about it. And those are the nights when beauty wants to make love with her beast. And now it's only a question of time until you know. A question of time. Ten minutes. That's all it was. Just an ounce of loving that I gave her. A drop of concentration from the ocean that belongs to you. How many Christmas Eves full of homemade presents? How many children's questions? How many laughs and tears have we shared, my love? How long have you been my beauty, my woman, my trusted friend? Not touching you now would be a sin against the God who gave us to each other. Until tonight, I thought trust and truth went together like beauty and the beast. Now, if I ever trade your trust, my love, for this truth, how will I ever touch you again? How will I ever touch you again? That's Beauty and the Beast, from The Love Comes When You Least Expect It, personal audio CD. It is the second most downloaded story this year. If anything like that has ever happened to you, you'll understand when I tell you that it was it was a tough story to write. But the thing that really surprised me most about that, I guess, is that although it was so tough to write, it felt so good to actually record the story. It was like 
getting something hideously heavy off of my shoulders. So you might like to know that. And we'll get to the story you downloaded the most in a minute. It's from the Night Connections personal audio CD. And you downloaded this short, simple story more than twice as often as any other story in the whole series. And that, to me, is absolutely amazing. And now it's time for Dick's Details, a bunch of absolutely fascinating but completely unimportant things that you can stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important things that are keeping you awake out the other and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. A study shows that the average American male walks about 900 miles per year. Another study shows that the average American male drinks about 22 gallons of beer a year, which I figure means the average American male gets about 42 miles per gallon. (laughs) Has to be a lot of pit stops in between, too. NASA says a yo-yo cannot sleep in zero gravity. Your tax dollars at work. Scientists say that butterflies see in shades of red, green, and yellow. So if you're in your house doing something you don't want butterflies to see, don't try to hide behind red, green, or yellow shades, because they'll see. Digs to tails. They take your mind off your mind. We've been playing this year's five most downloaded stories from the personal audio CDs, according to the CD Baby Counter. And we're up to numero uno, number one. I'm not sure if this one really happened or not, but here's the way it worked out. I was walking down the street in New York City one summer day, and I saw a guy looking in a video shop window as a very pretty young lady came across the street. And he kind of hid his face although he was obviously watching her reflection in the window. And she was very much worth watching. And that's how I got the idea for this year's most downloaded story. It's from the Night Connections album, and it's called The Tiny Dancer. A tiny dancer crossed the downtown street this afternoon. No music and an audience of one. You. High heels, flaring skirt, sparkling eyes, shoulders back, arms swinging comfortably a graceful tiny lady working at her life your ex-wife you pretended you didn't see her you just kept looking in the video shop window watching her reflection in the glass and wondering how women get to walk like that it was the first time you saw her since the divorce you remember what a relief it was for you that day You finally had your freedom. You never wanted to get married in the first place. She got pregnant, and you both thought it would be the right thing to do. Just a week after the wedding, she had a miscarriage, and you were feeling very trapped. She loved dancing. You loved football. She liked the evenings at home. You liked beating the guys for some brewskis. She was the Beatles. You were the Stones. She was a legal secretary, a good one. She made pretty good money. You managed a supermarket. You've been promoted to district manager since the divorce, and you've been doing very well. And you have become an outstanding student of seduction. You found that standing with your thumbs in your belt and your fingers pointing down and watching a woman with a friendly smile on your face always gets you her attention. 
And if you pay close enough attention to everything she says and speak to her in a quiet but confident voice, most women will begin playing with their hair. And that's when you say something amusing. And when she laughs, if you just watch her very intently, very often she'll begin to slowly roll her hips and cross and uncross her legs. And that's when you touch her gently on the wrist. And when she looks down, you kiss her lightly on the hair. Your bed is very seldom a cold and lonely place. All in all, you're very pleased with your life. No cares, no obligations, no feeling trapped. So why can't you get this afternoon's picture out of your head? Just a tiny dancer. Crossing a downtown street. Working at her life. Dainty but strong. Delicately balanced between determination and sexiness. Why can't you stop wondering if she was ever glad that she wore your name? That's The Tiny Dancer. It's from the Night Connection's personal audio CD. It's this year's most downloaded story from the personal audio CDs. If you like any of these stories, well, we usually play one of the personal audio stories every week on this podcast, so you can just keep the podcast if you like. Or if you want a fresh copy, you can go back to DickSummer.com and download it from the CD Baby icon. Lots of you sent emails to the email address, which is dick at dicksummer.com, about last week's podcast. I want to thank you very much for them. Some of them were kind of funny, but one of them just stood out. It really hit me pretty hard. Let me read part of it to you. It says, I really appreciated your selection of a single rose from Night Connections for your podcast this week. The world must be full of people like her, busily overlooking people like me. In fact, the world is packed tight with people who need someone to touch and who can't figure out how to talk to the person standing right next to them in the line at Starbucks. We need what's right in front of us, millions of us, and we can't figure out how to just reach out and take it. The bigger our numbers, the less we touch. It's lonely out here, Dick. I reread Richard Bach's A Bridge Across Forever. It was like taking a recurrent course in love. I know that Richard and his wife Leslie broke up, but I still believe in what they wrote about. I mean, if not that, then what? Some half-baked imitation? Either there's magic in the world or there isn't. I want to believe there is. I need to believe there is. Just like the nurse in your podcast this week. Merry Christmas. And signed, Eric. Eric, let me tell you something. I think the thing that keeps Christmas so special is that magic does live. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. 
Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.